And being yourself, in my opinion, comes from knowing who you are and where you came from and knowing your upbringing and also knowing what your purpose is. And when I say purpose, I just mean like the general idea of why you make the art that you make uh, and then loving that, like loving your genetic makeup, the genetic makeup that comes from your culture, that comes from your parents, that comes from your family, that comes from the guys and the girls that you grew up with in school, like all of them essentially form your genetic makeup. That's Shaka, and this is episode 246 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach, and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you to live a happier and more fulfilling life. And each week, we hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. And on this week's episode, I am joined by Shaka, who for me is one of the best singer-songwriters and performers in the UK, I've been a big fan of Shaka's music for a number of years, from way back in my music blogging days. Uh, I've been to a number of his live shows, and they're always so amazing. So it was really great to have Shaka join me on the podcast for this episode to break down some of the themes and topics that came out of his album, his debut album, Road Trip to Venus. So in this conversation, we speak about the role of the masculine and the feminine in life, the importance of expressing your emotions, and why we should all be talking about our mental health. And lots more. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Shaka. I've got AirPod Pros listening to you right now. A freaking iPhone 13 Pro, a MacBook Pro. What else do I have that's Apple? I've got an Apple Watch. I've got an iPad. Mm-hmm. I've got something else here that's, that's Apple-based. Something else is Apple-based, like my keyboards and a wireless mic. Like, yeah. I'm doing the most with Apple right now. Um, so, so yeah, they're definitely Same. filling needs in my life. But, guys, we don't need new hardware every two to three years. You guys come up with a new phone every six months. Like, you're the, you must be the sole reason why there's a, a plastic island the size of France in in the entirety of the UK, bro. Like, you're not recycling the hardware that <laughs> yeah, you're making. You're literally just making more shit. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I could go on for, about this for time, but I prefer to talk about myself and my album and how great I am. I guess that's the, um, <laughs> my incessant need to make myself feel good every day. You know, that's like, I guess how Instagram and Twitter works, you know, like they, they, um, they allow you to, I guess it was the same thing with MySpace. Like they allow you to, to, to sh- showcase who you are for the first time. Like this is my photo and this is what I like. And this is my biography and this is my favorite five songs. And these are my top friends. Do you know what I mean? And, and since then the whole idea of just talking about ourselves has now become a standard. It's not like we weren't talking about ourselves before, but right now it's like, it's so much easier. It's so easy now to just like, Here's a location where all of my best self exists. Go to look at it, go and look at it, go and look at it, go and look at it. Like it's, 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 uh, I wouldn't say it's egotistical, Mm. um, but it definitely feels, (laughs) there's like an accepted increased level of narcissism for the human race is what I'm trying to say, I guess. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, I hear that, man. And and I think, do you know what? I actually think it is egotistical, but not in like a narcissistic confident type of Mm. way i think it comes from a place of insecurity i think it comes from a place of like wanting to show everyone else how good your your time is and your life is and the things that you're doing and proving to everyone like this is how great everything is for me because you want to 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 get the approval of everyone from everyone else because because of what you're showing right and that to me and i've experienced it in my own life that that came from a very deep 
place of insecurity of of feeling like yeah. I needed to be approved by other people or like validated by other people. I don't know where that came from. Genuinely, I I, I really don't. <laughs> it's weird. Like I, uh, as a kid, when you go to school, you you were presented with this award system. Sorry, you were presented with this reward system that is centered around your performance in any given subject. It could be merits, it could be stars, it could be the ranking from a U to an A star. But either way, there's a reward system, right? And they they identify it with like a big red marker or the gold star or the merit system or even putting you on a podium in assembly and being like, you're that guy who is exceedingly better than everybody else. Do you know what I mean? And so the spotlight's on you and it's addictive, that spotlight. And if you don't get that spotlight, like it's very easy to believe that you're not worth anything. Like the, the concept of just being normal, because um, nobody, by and large, nobody remarks on the person who does what everybody else does, you know? And, and you, I don't know, like it depends on who you are, how you were raised, but some people don't, aren't comfortable with being like everybody else or, or at least just fading into the background. Some people are more than comfortable fading into the background and are happy doing and being who they want to be in their own corner of the world, you know? Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess it was exacerbated in school, in the education institutions, uh, or just, it, it may just be like a, a fact of life where you want to compare yourself to the other person since the caveman days where if, if you were hunting mm-hmm. and the, your kill was smaller than um, the next caveman, then you're automatically seen as someone who's less of a provider than the, the other members of the tribe, you know? And therefore, your desirability is considerably less than everybody else. So I know it, it could be argued that it, it... And again, that's just one very loose example of... Uh, or use, euphemism that I haven't really studied that much. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm literally just winging it here, trying to find out where <laughs> narcissism comes from or where fucking... Where our need to be seen or be noticed or be rewarded or be acknowledged for how good we are comes from. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I try to, there's, it's always been within me to want to do that, you know, to want to be seen for the things that I did. Whenever, when I started music, I mean, I, I was afflicted by the same curse. If I can describe it that way, like as a musician or as an artist, you want to show off the shit that you like, you know, like you want people to, to, to marvel at the work that you have or the art that you create. And I guess I've kind of always had that within me. Like I've always, in my mind, I always felt like better music was more elaborate musicality or more elaborate wordplay or, 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 um, I don't know, just, just music that was creatively different than, than everything else, than what was on mainstream radio. That was my thinking at one point in my life, you know? And so that became almost my USP at one point. Like, what could I do musically that nobody else could do? Like, there was a cover series that I did called The Shacapellas, and it was essentially just, like, me making um, cover songs quite literally from scratch. So I'm not finding any uh, backing tracks or, or type beats from YouTube or anything like that. I'm quite literally just saying, okay, cool, like, this is the snare drum, this is the bass drum, I'm going to beatbox every layer until it sounds as close to the original as it possibly can. Those covers evolved into mashups and all that kind of stuff. And, and with that, I used that as 
that ultimately became what I was known for, you know, the guy who was super nerdy when it came to putting songs together. Over time, going to shows, writing with people, watching how music connects to different people, I realized that it's beyond you. It's beyond me. It's not about me. Like, it's about whether or not I can provide fulfillment for the people who are listening to me, for the people who are listening to my voice. Um, And that provides so much peace, in honesty, because for a while, I was always thinking about, like, if like as an example, if a song didn't connect, I would always think, "What the fuck?" Like I know I'm good. Like I know, like are you not hearing these harmonies, bro? You're hearing these fucking harmonies, bro. But then like it, some people actually can't hear harmonies. First and foremost, like not everybody is attuned to uh, the elaboration of the art form that you present to them. And then some people don't care. Like some people literally just want escapism from the nine to five or some people want the soundtrack to an aspect of the nine to five or they want a soundtrack to an, an aspect outside of the nine to five i.e., yoga or running or making love with their partner or something like that and over time i started thinking more about what my dna had to offer to those um needs that humans had for those times that they spent in life or for those moments of existence you know like how are you making people's lives better with how are you making people's lives better with your art sort of thing um so I guess um there's still this element within me that wants to show off but then there's also more this part of me that really really just wants to have like an album that stands the test of time or an album that really um, makes people go back and be like, oh, fuck, I remember what I was doing when I listened to this. Or, like, when I heard this album, like, colours started changing. Like, I want that shit, you know? Um, yeah, and it's, and it's tough to discern between making stuff because you think it's cool and then making stuff because you think that it, it will have impact mm, or that it will provide I think, fulfillment. Yeah, I think, do you know what? I think you know? that's so interesting, yeah, because... I've always wondered from a from a fan point of view, right? And I've been pretty like deep in my fandom of music. Like I had mm. a music blog that I started in 2010 with one of my best mates called We Are SME. We used to blog about mm. you. Mm. And, uh, you guys showed in, a lot of love. Yeah, man. And uh, like I even remember like probably eight, nine years ago, I did like a little stint on Rinse with, um, on Rinse FM with Tania on, I think it was the breakfast show at the time. I did like Sick. six weeks with her. And I Tania can't remember, ex- yeah, I can't remember exactly how it she's came about. Homie. Yeah, she's sick, right? I can't remember how it came about, but it was either we got to choose a song that we want, that I wanted to bring or I yeah. got to choose songs from the system. I can't remember which way it was at the time. Sick. But I remember picking out one of your songs because I like, I really like this dude because he's making like a different type of music to what i'm hearing everywhere else yeah and it feels like he's not making that music to try and like please an audience you know, like do you know what i mean there's almost like sometimes in music it feels like there can be a formula to it like you yeah, make this yeah. type of music with this type of sound and the, the song breaks at this point and then you hit yeah, the yeah the crescendo here and it's like yeah. do you know what i mean it's like there's too much of a yeah. formula to it and i felt like at the yeah. time and still now that like, you've never really uh put yourself in that mold and I'm, i've always been interested from a from a fan point of view how do you 
how do you get that balance between like making music that you want to make in the sounds that you want to make and not falling into that making a music that sounds a certain type of way because you know it's going to get people's ears and attention there's there's a lot of reasons uh there's a lot of reasons that attribute to what i'll describe as the tightrope between making music that has a strong sense of identity versus making music that adheres to a hype or a wave or a trend and and i love waves and or rather i love art that's dope like and i love being part of a community that's it's fun like it's fun to go to uh culture clash and watch skepta leng and watch widey leng uh, it's fun like it's very very i look forward to spitting the bars that they they like spitting and i also look forward more so to seeing the crowd spit the bars that I'm a fan of that everyone else is a fan of. There's a sense of belonging. There's a sense of affirmation, you know? I now know where I come from because I saw um, Frisco go, I come true, like, what is he on? Skep, who's my man? Is he on? I come here to... Like, it it gasses me, you know? But it also makes me feel like I know who I am, you know? Um, And there's a a beauty in in, um, that sense of community, you know? Uh, And it it almost feels like a dirty word to say trend or hype or... um, wave because that implies that the art the artist or the person who's making a piece of art that is compatible with that wave that implies that they don't have a sense of independent thought or that they don't have their own style or their own shape or identity you know and some people for some for some artists it might just take time for them to find out who they are miles davis said it best himself he said it took him 30 years to find out how to play like himself and that was based on um the law of studying and almost copying all of your neighboring artists or the artists that you look up to um, in order to find yourself, you know? So there is definitely a lot of that element. But then the flip side of that now is the importance of being yourself. And being yourself, in my opinion, comes from knowing who you are and where you came from and knowing your your upbringing and also knowing what your purpose is. Uh, and when I say purpose, I just mean like, the, the general idea of why you make the art that you make, you know, uh, and then loving that, like loving your genetic makeup, like the genetic makeup that, that, that comes from your culture, that comes from your parents, that comes from your family, that comes from the guys and the girls that you grew up with in school, like all of them essentially form your genetic makeup. People say that um, you're a product of your environment. And that is by and large true in this case, you know, with that being said, I loved my DNA. Like, with a passion, bro. Like, I just thought it was the sickest thing since sliced bread. Like, the, the Calypso influences in my music, I loved Notting Hill Carnival. Like, I loved it. Soca music, there's hardly any other genres that's better than soca music in my mind, mm. right? Like, it's, it's, it's positive music that involves close contact dancing with hot chicks. What more could you possibly want? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a gorgeous art form, you know? Um, sorry, I'm on the tail end of a cold, so you'll probably hear a lot of sniffing. Um, uh, uh, and so That's all good, there, there was a a passion for the art form and the culture that I came from. There was a passion for the slang that we used and the accent that we used. Like I frequently went to Dominica and the beauty of that was that I saw the cool in my home country. I saw the beauty in the the hills and the valleys and the food and the drink and the slang that we all had, including the styles of music that came from there, you know? So when it came to like making songs like, um, I made a song called Sugarcane, which was a song I did after um, Man Down. It wasn't as commercially successful as Man Down. At the same time, however, it was, in my eyes, 
the modern form of soca music. It was like my interpretation of what I thought or where I thought soca could go. You know, if Drake did soca, this is what I thought it would sound like. And um, most people or most artists would be like, yeah, I'm in a major label deal right now. I'm not going to fuck this up. I'm just going to stick to the script and just keep doing what radio dictates. And that makes sense, you know? Like, if you're going to do that, then do it. Like, most people have different sense of purposes. But me, bro, like, I'm on this, I'm on this planet for one time, yeah? Like, for, for one time. And if I'm going to try anything creatively and I've got this shot to do it, I'd like to believe that I tried it. And then the other thing is, um, like I say, a lot of, a lot of the... Um, decisions between adhering to the wave and adhering to your DNA is influenced by the team that you've got around you. And I've been working with Nikki, my manager, for like the past 10 years. And she also comes from the similar culture that I come from. She is also hugely passionate about the culture that I come from. So it doesn't feel like I'm speaking Greek whenever I play any of these new demos to her because she's like, okay, I see what you did there. Do you know what I mean? And so when we go into these meetings with the team that we're working with, she has the insane ability to be able to um, communicate those gorgeous or what we believe are the gorgeous elements to the music that we've made, you know? So it's a tightrope, man. Like, there's, there's, many, there's many elements that come to, to, to having a balance. Um, ultimately, however, my goal in music, or just in, in art in general, is to get our culture to where New York culture was across the board around the world, or to get our culture to the notoriety level that the New York culture has, or that the Southern American, African American culture has. Um, people know the phrase what's happening people know the phrase um um, what's good homie they know it you could go to romania you can go to holland you can go to germany people know what that phrase is not many people know the phrase wagwan not many people know the phrase yo you need to pattern up like but they're cool phrases bro and they can be said in a sexy way and there's many different ways in which we could deliver our culture in the same way that um the african-americans can deliver their culture you know um, and in line with that, I definitely want to make it so that um, the <laughs> I want to make it so that the the non hyper masculine um, at times metrosexual dreamers don't feel pressured to adhere to the hyper masculine stereotype or even the um, the very stringent stereotype that's expected of us as black creatives in the UK because there there, there is an expectation of, of of the type of music mm. that we have to make like the majority of the music videos that we see nowadays either on your grime dailies or your uh, your link up so just in general in the quote unquote scene that we have um, uh, there's a reason why uh, there are a lot of cars in the videos or a lot of hot girls in the videos or um, a lot of references to um, gang culture some of the artists who do that music actually come from that culture and so they're not lying when they make music or when they um, uh, incorporate a lot of those elements in their art forms you know because it, there's, there's purposes for a lot of those uh, elements that they include either in their videos or even in their songs or their lyrics, you know, like this isn't me bashing any of those elements because um, to many people, when you see someone in a chain or a Lamborghini to that community, that signifies growth, that signifies elevation and, and coming from a coming out of a place of, of that could be despair or that could be uh, some form of poverty, you know. Um, the flip side to that, however, is that the more popular it gets, You'll have people who who look like me and sound like me who might feel pressured to have to do something like this or to have to adhere to something like this or have to incorporate elements that exist in this despite the fact that they don't see any meaning in that or that they don't see any fulfillment in that, you know? Um, If I win, 
and people like me win, you know? And so uh, I guess the, there's, there's a bigger necessity for me to um, <laughs> have a balance with the tightrope, if that makes sense. The beats have to bang, definitely. The lyrics have to bang. The, chorus have to, the choruses have to bang. Then I believe that sex appeal is, is a, a gorgeous element to, to, to incorporate in art. Um, I believe that masculinity or, or uh, aspiration or strength are all great elements to, to incorporate in art or all great elements to, to use to tell a story. Uh, I also feel like vulnerability and communication and romance and, and all of those things are equally as important, you know? So there's, there are many reasons why I balance on a tightrope and it's purely for the elevation of black music in the UK. Mm, yeah, and I, I love that, man, because there's a real, there's a real like, sentiment behind it. And even even like what you're saying, yeah, about like the hyper masculinity thing and the kind of yeah. the the status game, right? Like you're saying, people yeah. will have the cars and the girls and the chains and stuff to show yeah. elevation yeah. in what in what they've come from to where they're at, right? But I think I think the danger in that is that people see that as yeah. being something that's quote unquote successful, yes, i.e. in their mind yes. equals happiness, and they chase it for themselves. And and I'm speaking from personal experience like i've done that i've been there i've been okay i've been in the clubs on the tables where we're popping bottles and getting the sparklers out and it the sparklers i've been, <laughs> bro, I've, been I've been on the tables in vegas where we're popping bottles and we've got girls turning up in a mini like uh like what's it mini what's it like what? carrying the bottle and all that like when, when did you when did you go to vegas like what, I've what been was a the few occasion times, man i've been i've been on a couple of stag deals uh, no invite I hear you. <laughs> no, a couple of stag dudes and one, the first time was a boys' holiday. And, like, okay. don't get me wrong, like, I love those holidays, like, the lifetime memories. Like, but when I look at actually what we're doing when we're there, and not in a bad way, and I'm not judging it, like, people want to do it, they want to do course, it. It's cool. There's course. no judgment on my part. But I just, I look at that now and I think that's so far removed from, like, who who I am, like, as a, as a person yeah. deep inside. I'm so far removed from this idea of needing to show off an yeah. idea of success or or wealth yeah. or whether you've got it yeah. or not. Like it doesn't matter. But the the yeah. need to show it off, to to go back to what we were saying earlier, to seek yeah. some kind of validation yeah. or approval from others. Like the only reason that you pop a bottle in a club and you get the sparklers coming is so that people can look at your table and be like, Oh look, those guys have money. Who cares? Like it's not it's not that deep, like because you might have all the money in the world and you might be miserable, but you also might have all the money in the world and be happy. It doesn't, it's not a, if you have it's money, true. you're going to be it's miserable true. situation. But why do you need to show that, mm -hmm. showcase that to people? And I think sometimes that can be the danger in, in the culture of music that, that and the scene that we're, we've been involved, well, yeah. you still are involved in, but I've been heavily yeah. involved in myself. I think that, yes, there's an element of wanting to celebrate what you've done and how far you've come but there's also a danger of like people seeking that thinking that that's going to make them feel happier and yeah 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 yeah. i think that plays out in lots of different areas in life and, and actually one of the things that i really took from your album was this idea of masculinity and like trying to live up to this kind of standard of what masculinity is particularly Interesting. in like personal relationships right is like trying to live up yeah. to this expectation knowing yeah. that actually this isn't this isn't me like like me yeah. in, in the clubs like i used to think that was me but i've been in that situation more recently 
knowing yeah. it's not me, but I'm still in that situation and I'm feeling a bit like disengaged from it. I'm a bit like, oh, this yeah. is me. This feels a bit weird. Yeah. Now. Like, yeah. So I'm interested to hear like how, how that. I kind of, I kind of want to, sorry, if I'm cutting yeah, off a, a, a question. If, do you, do you already know what the question is that you're going to ask in your head? It was going to come to me. I don't know what it was going to be, but if you want, if you oh, have something to build well, in, it, let's go for it. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm really sorry to stop your train of thought. It's because I was thinking about the album as you were asking the question. And I'm in, I'm eager to know the correlation between the journey of understanding your place in masculinity or understanding your perspective, your perspective of masculinity, um, the correlation of that and what I've done in, mm. in Road Trip to Venus. Because I... I can sit here and be like, oh, it's about this, it's about that, it's about this, it's about that. But then the thing is, this album took six years to make. And so I was in many different stages of my life, mentally and emotionally, as I was making this. So, yeah, it would be it would be good to hear your thoughts, is mm. what I'm saying. Would you not, yeah, that. I know for sure, man. Like, I, I'm actually like, I, I, I'm saying it on here, so now it's going to definitely have to happen. But I'm actually <laughs> look, looking at making a new series, which is about reviewing like music that I like and films that I like from a from a like because I coach now like from a a life coaching perspective and seeing like the learnings in the content and the stuff that I engage with and I wanted to make one on your album because I think it's really interesting but I'll give you I'll give you a little rundown now because I don't I want to do that properly I want to do it proper justice (laughs) and actually I want to like plan it out and do proper justice to it but to answer your question I think the thing that I see right is that I mean, even the title itself, to me, what I interpret from it, Road Trip to Venus is like, obviously Venus is like the female planet, according to yes. whoever, whoever yes. said that originally. Yeah. And it's like the road trip from a guy being from Mars or whatever to yeah. experience life on Venus, but through the lens of being from Mars, i.e. through the lens that we have of what we think masculinity is, not what masculinity is, but what we think it is. And experiencing yeah. a relationship or relationships through that lens of what we think masculinity is and how that doesn't always necessarily play out in the best way possible. And, yeah. and, do you know what I mean? Because we're, yeah. we're bringing, we're bringing an, an, an ingenuine self yeah. to the relationship. And again, I've experienced yeah. this myself. I've brought an ingenuine self to a relationship and it comes across either... You either come across needy or you come across yeah. disengaged or you, do you know what I mean? You, it, it, it comes across in so many different ways. And yeah. one of the things that I really took from, from, from the album is like that journey of like understanding yourself as a, as a guy, but you know, particularly for like you and the album as, as a young black guy, like understanding yourself from a, from a male perspective and what your role is in a relationship. Yeah, that's kind of what I really took from it, and and the and the kind of understanding and the learnings that were going on. Yeah. But that being said, like I'd I'd love to hear more about like, well, if that was something that you you consciously put in in the in the music, but like, yeah, why that why that journey of the album of like male male perspective of a relationship or relationships, shall we say? Yeah, played such a big I mean, role it, in it. Uh, it. The title came after the music. I will say that first, and I say that because I never really want to start with like 
a, a title or like a concept or a theme unless it feels that way after at least 50% of the music that I have. That's if I know that I'm at 50% of making the music. But like, um, it felt like a kaleidoscope of love. It felt like I was talking about many aspects of love. Um, it could be self-love. It could be innocent love. Uh, not innocent love, but more so like... Um, uh, understanding that the feeling is love, but not fully understanding the consequences of acting on those emotions sort of thing. So that's what I mean by innocence. Just like, mm. just, just freestyling essentially. Um, what, do you, uh, what do you mean by the consequences of acting on, on those emotions? So, so solo is a, is a, I guess probably the best song to, 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 um, to describe that scenario because I, I, I fell in love with a, a good friend of mine. Um, and this wasn't just about me. It's about a few other people who I knew, um, <laughs> found themselves in this circumstance but like I fell in love with a, with a great friend of mine and um um yeah the feeling was mutual and we didn't know naturally when that happens and you find yourself in an, an intimate sexual relationship uh the consequences of this are how it affects the neighbors or how it affects your life going forward. You know, like what, what is, how do you identify yourselves not from now on? Like, what, is this something that you actually want? Are you blurring the lines between having someone that you can confide in without having that intimate element and actually being in a relationship? Uh, what, what does that mean? You know? Um, yeah. Like it, 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 sex with friends is dangerous. Them kind of games weren't made for us left your man and said, what's up? I guess that's when I was eyeing you up. Like it, it's, it's, there's a lot of elements that are quite primal, but then there's also a lot of elements that are, are very romantic. Like that, that, um, ain't got a name, but we got the trust, ain't got a name, but we love to fuck. Like it, it the, the intention was to imply that it, it this whole thing is hazy, mm. but we don't care because it feels good. So let's just do it, you know? Um, so kind of ignoring, what consequences could come from not knowing what this entity is? Because if you don't know what you're getting yourself into, then you don't know what's expected of each other. And if you don't know what's expected of each other, and then you subconsciously expect something from your partner who might not even be your partner, then resentment builds up. Uh, and, and that has an effect on the stability of the relationship, the relationship, which was actually really fucking awesome before, you know? <laughs> so, there's there's almost like a, a willful ignorance and a willful innocence that comes with um engaging in that kind of a scenario and then even with that comes like the um the realization that you don't have it all figured out in love yet you know and so on this road trip you're asking those questions you know should i have done this should i have done that should i have uh acted differently you know and then the next stop you find yourself in a, in a different scenario you know where i don't know you're dating a girl who is the support system for her entire family you know that was don't mind waiting um and uh the girl in question finds herself having to uh deal with her brother who is is doing road essentially and so like he's he's pushing weight for whichever crew that he's part of um he's bringing in a lot of money and so instead of his mum saying yo you shouldn't be doing this she's actually trying to hide it from the police you know mm. um and 
uh, and this is weighing on her mind. All this, all this girl wants to do in this house is is ensure that her family's good while still trying to find love, while still trying to pursue a career in whatever she wants to pursue a career in. All of that takes time, yet the rest of the world don't care. <laughs> the rest of the world are just looking at her like she's coming into work with a fucking stink face or she's, I don't know, the angry black girl in the NHS who just wants to get medication for her mum. Like, they don't know the stresses that this girl has to deal with. And so I'm just out here being like, I don't mind waiting. Like, whatever you have to do, just take your time and do it and then come to my yard and we'll pop a magnum and pretend that that, that life don't exist, you know? Mm. Um, and like, that's still love, you know, that's still, uh, holding space for someone basically, you know? Um, then the aspects of self love exists. Uh, and uh, again, the song, um, uh, when you grow up is about, uh, a five a letter to my five year old self essentially asking him whether or not the life that I've built for him or this this career that he has matches the dreams that he had at, at the age of five you know um there was a time in my life and there is still moments in my life where I ask myself whether or not I've achieved the the level of notoriety or success that I thought I should achieve or that I think that my potential deserves <laughs> and yeah. so I wrote a song about it you know like it but the the uh the the i guess the angle was you know asking my five-year-old self whether or not because my five-year-old self is the author of the album you know like he his imagination goes to these places and then i try and shape it so that the rest of the world can connect somehow you know um so yeah it's it's um uh there are there are many when it comes to like masculinity or hyper masculinity um I guess there are elements that I try to challenge, really. Uh, or I, I, I wouldn't say challenge. I think there are elements that I try to just be honest about within myself, you know? Like, I'm not out here saying that... Um, 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 Jack, me, no, you don't want to do that. Like, yo, I'll say that, definitely. At the same time, however, like, I've never been in those scenarios as frequently as... Uh, some of my most aggressive counterparts, you know what I mean? So it's not going to be a frequent theme in my album, you know? Mm. Uh, at the same time, other people might expect it to be a frequent theme in my album. They may expect one of the themes to be like me mobbing with the gang and just like, you know, like professing how nobody should fuck with me. Otherwise they're going to lose their life. Like that's dead. Like it's, it's never really been a subject matter that I talk about on a regular basis, you know? Um, so with that comes the realization that the subject matters that I do talk about are like um, questioning my potential as a man or wondering why the man them always tell me that I need to move to this chick in a club knowing that I, this chick is not for me, fam. Yes, cool. Like she's thick and she's giving me the eye and we'll probably smash a few times during the week because we're sexually attracted to each other. Past that, bro, like... um, Lady treating my flat like a hotel. Lady tell me she allergic to her phone bills. No one gave me the sign to say she ain't my soulmate. All I hear are the lads yelling in the backseat like, oh, no problem, fam, I'm down. If she's on it, I'm down. Like, the the, the emphasis upon um, uh, the surface level attraction is common amongst the lads who just want to party. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, and, and the song, um, No Problem, fam, is essentially about just talking about how ridiculous that gets after a while. Do you know what I mean? It's sick and it's dope and promiscuity is 
so fucking fun. And it's, it's, it's uh, what's the word? A gorgeous journey of escapism. Beyond that then, however, like, all of the men then want a life partner. All of the men then want a house and kids to be able to pass on their, their, their lessons that they had in, in their lives, you know? Um, and so that narrative gets boring after a while. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, there's, there's, um, I wouldn't say I'm intentionally trying to challenge, um, the perception of masculinity or what it means to be a guy, you know, but I will say that, um, there are just many elements within me that forced me to do that. You know, um, the way I was raised has an effect on that. Um, yeah, man, there's, there's many elements. There's many elements. Uh, yeah. I hope that answered the question or was related to the question. Or something. Yeah, no, it, it does, man. And I, and I hear what you're saying because like, you know, even, again, even from an outside perspective, like I've always, I've always seen like you as being someone who, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like who, who seems very confident and comfortable within themselves, but not mm. in a way that is the, that is this kind of overly, you know, like hyper-masculine, you know, kind of macho way. It's, it's always been yeah. in a very gentle, soft, uh, like caring, expressive way. And yeah. the way that I've always consumed your music is, is from that place. Like I receive yeah. that, that, that place from you or rather let me say that in a better way it allows me to reconnect to that place within myself because i identify it as being something that's okay do you know what i mean rather than like and don't get me wrong like i still love like the 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 more like aggressive like you know yeah like i want to be in the clubs and i want to be like turning up but doing some dating at the same time you said that there are times where you you listen to a wide variety of different music, which includes this, the the music that allows you to connect to the parts of your psyche that might be um, the vulnerable parts of you. Mm. Um, but then you said something else, and I forgot what that was. Yeah, I, no, I was just gonna say, like, you know, and I also enjoy listening to like the the turn up music. Like, I want to be in the club, and like, yeah. I want to be yeah. like. Not, I think aggressive is the wrong word, but do you know what I mean? I want to like expel yeah, 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 yeah. that energy as well. Like, yeah, I don't, and, and that, and I think that that's is, healthy. I don't, I, do you know what yes, I mean? Yes, like, I was just going to say. Because it's I was balanced, just say. right? It's like you shouldn't, you shouldn't fight off the vulnerable side of yourself, and you shouldn't fight off the the uh, aggressive's not the word I want to use. There's another word, but it's not coming to me. But hopefully, if you're yeah. listening, you can you can understand what I mean. But like, you should yeah. want to express the aggressive side as well because that's that brings you back into balance like but if you're yeah. always if you're always just trying to stay in one of those places then yeah. that's when i find that and i've seen it in my own life where you there's a lot of dissatisfaction in your life because you're mm. like labeling this side of things over here like oh vulnerable is like not good for me i shouldn't be vulnerable so every time yeah. you have a moment of slight vulnerability you're pushing it away and you're creating yeah. a dissatisfaction around how you feel even though that's yeah. a pretty normal feeling like sadness yeah. or, 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 um, frustration or loneliness yeah. or whatever. So they're all pretty normal feelings that we all feel. Yeah. You're not in it alone. Yeah. And I think that sometimes if you're just trying to connect to one part of you that you, you, f you forget that because you're like, you deem one, another part of you as not being okay. And 
this is where music sometimes has has become like therapy for people and for me is like because you hear the kind of more again not the necessarily the correct word but the more aggressive type of music and then you hear the kind of softer music the the kind of stuff that you make and plenty of other artists make and it allows you to connect to that part in yourself in a way where you're like okay actually it's okay to have these kind of feelings within myself and it's okay to experience this sometimes you know yeah yeah definitely definitely i feel a multitude of feelings man if i'm honest when it comes to especially when it comes to making music because there were definitely moments where I felt like I needed to make that music and when I say that music I mean like um music that gave the impression that I had no weakness music that gave the impression that I had everything mapped out and it feels good to listen to that shit do you know what I mean Mm. like I was listening to um You Don't Know by Jigger on the way to um doing some errands later on um earlier in the day um 10 million, 11 million, 12 million more. Now you're looking at one smart, rich black boy. And it feels good to say that, you know, like I could sell, um, I could sell water to a well, like, yo, like (laughs) to have that sense of capitalistic acumen, bro. Like, but to say it in a way that sounds cool and doesn't sound like you're working for Forbes magazine, that's pretty sick. Like it's, it's uh, it's cool to have a balance between street smart and money smart. You know, everybody wants that balance. It's it's a law. It's it's alluring, basically. You know, um, yeah. And I feel like at times I do feel like that. At, at times I do feel like I feel less about providing some profound sense of meaning or providing a cool new perspective. And I think more about satisfying my primal instincts, my like there's a a price on the album essentially talks about wild sex and it's fun and it's dope. And it's something I'm passionate about, you know? And yeah, at, at times I'll just talk about it because it's just cool, you know? Um, and and I love having the outlet to be able to do that. And I love knowing that if I perform it on stage, there's like a, uh, an audience of human beings who are waiting to either hear that song or dive into that bag, you know? Um, and there are times where I want to have like moments of, of, of vulnerability, you know? I guess it's just the, the waves that I go through. Um, and who knows, man? The next album may take a different shape. You may see an entirely different Shaka who just wants to fucking like adhere to the demon and the savage within him, you know? Um, and again, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just riding a wave of life's experiences and, and seeing where it takes me to be honest. Um, but yeah, it, it, I feel like just, especially where mental health is concerned, I feel like it's important to have a space where you know that being honest about your weaknesses or your flaws or your intimate feelings that may make you come off as weak or may make you come off as somewhat as someone who may not have everything together like humans need a space to be able to express themselves that way or human humans need a space to be able to uh to talk about that and it can't just be your therapist because some people can't afford that shit Mm. like it, it 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 just needs to be normal for you to have a space where you can talk about that 
just so you can unpack it, just so you can understand it, just so you can rationalise it. Because if you don't, it manifests itself in stupid ways, man. Um, and then we end up doing things just because, or even losing our sense of independent thought and then just doing shit because someone else is doing it. Like buying the clothes because you think you need it or um, speaking to women in a certain way because you think that's how men are supposed to be or... You know, like the the first line in the whole album is we don't trust these hoes, but do we trust ourselves? Mm. Like the 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 um the idea that we're so used to singing these hoes ain't loyal, like it's like we're branding a whole group of not even a whole group of women, but like we're accepting the and and, and I love that song. I'm not saying I'm not using that song as like a the poster child of subservience or like forcing subservience onto like humankind. Um, what I am saying is that um, we, whilst it is good to be honest about, I don't know, like people who like to seek glory or seek clout. Cause there are humans who love to do that. There are women who love to do that. There are men who love to do that. And so there are songs that are perfectly applicable to that scenario on the flip side. However, let's not pretend we're holier than thou fam. Like we're all flawed human beings. We all fuck around. We have all been fuck boys and fuck girls at least one point in our lives. So let's not pretend that we haven't. Do you know what I mean? And the, the beginning of that journey is admitting that. Do you know what I mean? The beginning of the journey to Venus is saying, I am a flawed human being and I'm in search of answers. Can you teach me, Sensei? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel right mm. now. And who knows? In a year or two years' time, I may not feel like that. You know? I may, I may just feel like, fuck Venus. Venus sucks. You guys didn't give me no answers to my questions, man. I'm going to go back to Mars where it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, but you know, what? I think even even sometimes like that that dynamic of like saying like women are different to men in that respective like Venus, the whole Venus and Mars thing. Like, I, I get it, I understand like the point of it. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe we 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 not all the time, but this is generally speaking, obviously, like yeah, see things or understand things or interact differently. But yeah, I don't think that makes us different as people. I think as people at our core we're all the same like whether you're male female gay straight black white you know from south america from asia like it doesn't matter like we're all we're all people at the core and it's like yeah the the only thing that that really differentiates us from each other is the way that we think about the world and that's Mm -hmm. a very individual Mm -hmm. thing and the way the way Mm -hmm. that i think that the way that we think about the world and the way that we think about ourselves deems how we show up in the world and that creates mm-hmm. this 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 element and this this feeling of divide like there's no there's no reason right other than like obvious biological things right there's no reason why a man is different to a woman like mm. emotionally mentally like okay physically there's there's obviously some elements but the rest of it is yeah. like physically is just very surface like below that well, we're not different you know I mean, we we have many similarities um, as 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 men and women. Like many similarities. This isn't this isn't. I'm I'm not. I agree with you in that respect. I also disagree, purely based on the challenges that. And when I say challenges, I don't mean societal challenges or challenges that have been placed on women. I sincerely just mean <laughs> the difficulties of childbirth. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. How by the that physical manif- side, right? 
It's like we, yeah, but a, of course, of course, of course. I I agree. I just feel like that manifests itself in in the way in which women view themselves and mm -hmm. the way in which they view everybody else. You know, like there's now an aspect of fragility that we as men don't have to deal with. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, all of a sudden, I now have to stop drinking for nine months. Mm. What's in the actual fuck? Like, if you've been drinking and you love a rum or you love a wine and then you get told that you just have to adopt a new habit, like, automatically. Suppose you didn't plan for, plan for the pregnancy. How does that manifest itself? Mm. This is just, like, one aspect, one aspect of that. And I'm not talking about um, um, PMS as a, a huge... Uh, uh, a circumstance that exists within a woman's life that can manifest itself in many different ways. Like I, that in itself is something that is that we don't have to contend with physically within our bodies, you know, conversely women don't have to necessarily deal with, uh, because now as a guy, because of the fact that you are genetically alleviated of those responsibilities in theory, you should be able to provide much more than the woman has. In theory, you should be able to withstand a lot more of the external challenges that the woman, quote unquote, uh, shouldn't have to uh, or doesn't have to withstand, you know. And so those pressures manifest itself, you know, uh, it, it, if, if, the, if the woman has chosen to, if your partner has chosen to uh, be a homebody, and has chosen to be a housewife and has chosen to uh, raise the kids at home and not have a job, then you have to have a job. Otherwise, you guys ain't getting no bread. Mm -hmm. A pun intended, you know? And uh, so there's a lot of pressure with, with, with the guy having to think that he has to provide for himself. Conversely, uh, the woman may want to uh, flip the script and say, okay, cool, like I'm really not on having the family until I'm 40, right? And so mm -hmm. now I'm going to go and pursue my career. Uh, that has its own side effects. So again, I just feel like, um, yeah, man, I feel, I feel like there's the, the, um, I feel like we're the same. I genuinely believe that we are the same and that the differences, just like you said, um, are purely based on how we perceive the world, how we perceive mm -hmm. ourselves, how we perceive the energies that we can, that we contend with on a daily basis. I also feel like because of, um, lack of communication here and there in different relationships. I feel like the challenges that we face purely based on our genetic makeup or purely based on the chromosomes that we have in our bodies or the type of chromosomes that we have in our bodies, um, those differences uh, manifest itself in ways that we have to contend with, mm -hmm. that we can't ignore them, you know? And so, yeah, man, I, uh, I feel like the, the uh the thing i enjoy about albums like this that i've made um are the fact that it forces me to have those com um, communications you know i remember when i used to listen to usher's um not confessions is it confessions yeah confessions, confessions yeah. um yeah like it 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 essentially became the bible of um courtship you know and i say this because like whilst my dad was very articulate emotionally at times and, and just mentally at times. I also feel like when it came to game and courting women and speaking to women, he didn't really give me like cheat codes or anything like that. And so I was winging it in school. And so when it came to those albums, there were a lot of lessons that happened that, that occurred in there from how, to, from the, the tones that you could use as a guy to the vocab you could use as a guy. Um, 
uh, even songs like It's the Simple Things in Life We Forget, you hear her talking but don't hear what she says. Why do we make something so easy, so complicated? Um, searching for what's right in front of our face but we can't see it. Like, it, it's a gorgeous song and it sings very, very well. At the same time, it's also a gorgeous message. Mm. And after 15 times of listening to it, you're like, rah, these bars are really dope. But the man they make talking about that in school, the man they are listening to fucking... Jezebel from Boy in the Corner yeah. because it bangs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's there's um there's I believe there's a necessity for projects like this. Um not first not just because I'm promoting the shit <laughs> and I'm in album cycle, but more so because uh yeah man, it's it um it hopefully inspires a generation of guys to talk more, you know, and that shit is necessary, man. Otherwise, those same genetic differences just go under the radar and they get ignored. But yeah, that's how I feel, man. That's how yeah. I feel. I feel like we have genetic differences. I feel like they manifest themselves in different ways and I feel like we should be aware of those, for sure. Yeah, 100%, man. And I, I, I truly agree. And I think that it's being aware of those differences, like the genetic differences, and coming at them from a place of understanding and compassion through mm-hmm. communication is what then, like bridges that gap which ultimately we've we've only created that gap ourselves right because we've we we yeah. create this divide but like if you can if you can and i've seen this in my own relationship with my girlfriend like the more we communicate mm. about stuff if something goes wrong or i do something that she doesn't like or vice versa it's like if we talk about it like our bond just gets stronger like we don't we don't we don't start to drift apart like we actually get we get closer because the communication is there and it allows us to yeah. to come at each other from a place of understanding rather than a place of yeah. like he said he said she said or like me versus you it's like actually this isn't this isn't us thing and it's like when you really i guess open yourself up to that like level of compassion for anyone yeah, yeah, not yeah. just a partner for friends for family for colleagues for whatever like you're you're really able to see things like from a very a deeper level of understanding and that that fully becomes really game changing you know for sure definitely it's a huge deal man yeah it is like and i think the the conversation like you said man i think you said it beautifully is like having an album like yours and and the many other albums that are out there that 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 share messages like this that you know essentially say to to guys and girls like guys actually feel this stuff like we we go through this stuff we have these experiences too let's everyone know like from a guy perspective that it's okay like to connect to that part of yourself and from a female perspective like i you know i'm obviously not speaking from that perspective but i can only imagine it helps it would help a, a, a girl understand like okay like this guy or my partner or my brother or my son or my whatever like yeah does feel that stuff he just might not show it you know yeah. i think that's a really important yeah. thing man it's important very 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 important but yeah bro like, i'm i'm aware of the time um and that we, <laughs> we have come to our, our limit that we set <laughs> indeed indeed um, indeed indeed yeah man like, I, re- I really appreciate the conversation i think it's 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 really easy to let these conversations go and just let them slide um yeah which is why i always find them so important to have so i want to thank you for for joining me for for this today and for creating the space with me and for creating the music as well that has Bless initiated you. this conversation in many ways. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. No, I appreciate it, man. Like it it I I tell everybody 
whenever I have interviews with them or whenever I have a conversation with them and I know that they have a loudspeaker that people listen to. And I'm, I mean it when I say that I appreciate the time that you took in order to facilitate this, you know. Um, I, I believe in the project. I believe in the way in which it connects. But then I also believe in, yes, unpacking the feelings that we have within ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to just, like, to find out what we really want to say and to just be real with it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's so important. It's so important. And also having platforms that put emphasis upon that conversation is necessary as well, man, for sure. So, yeah, thanks, man. Much appreciated. Pleasure, man. Um, so before we sign out, do you want to let people know where they can find about more about what you're up to, where they can find the yeah. album, et cetera, et cetera? Of course. My name is Shaka. My name is Shaka with two Ks. It's spelled S-H-A-K-K-A. I... I'm a bad man when it comes to making music and my latest album is called Road Trip to Venus. Um, it is a war cry to my demons. It's um, a labour of love that was six years in the making. Uh, it It is, yeah, my proudest work to date. I hope everybody enjoys it. When it comes to finding me, uh, and seeing where they can see me or connect to me. I exist on Twitter, I exist on Instagram, I exist on YouTube, I exist on TikTok, I exist, I exist on Facebook. I don't communicate as much on Facebook <laughs> as I once did. But yeah, man, I exist on those platforms. And every now and again, you might see me sing or you might see me post post some... I don't think I've posted a thirst trap. But yeah, you'll see me exist, man. You'll see me exist. <laughs> Look for me, find me. Um, the album is also available on Spotify, on Apple Music. It features Imani Williams. It features Tiana Major 9. It features Gold Link. And it also features myself, amongst many other producers and singers and songwriters. So yeah. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys fuck with the album as much as I do. <laughs> Love that. Thank you, bro. You're more than welcome, man. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I would love to know what you got from it. What was the one insight, the one learning, the one thing that really resonated with you in this episode? To do so, hit me up on Instagram or TikTok at I am Alex Manzi and let me know what that one thing was for you because I create these podcasts and I, and I hold these conversations with people to have a conversation with you. I'd love to talk about your learnings and see how they can apply to your own life. And if you know someone who you think would really benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send them the link or a screenshot because it's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. You know, I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change And you can also be a part of that by sharing this episode with someone you know today. And the more people we get these episodes out to and the words of these episodes out to, the more we grow the community around the podcast and the more people that we end up helping. So it's really important to share the episodes with the people who you think would really benefit from hearing them. I want to thank Ryan Nile from Pure Creation Media for editing this episode and for Hobgoblin for providing the sick music. And as always, I want to thank you for listening and spending time with me today. And I will see you for the next episode. (laughs) 